All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Nick Sverzik. Uh, I'm a senior mechanical engineering major uh, here at Lincoln. Um, I'm a, uh, and my sponsoring professor is Dr. Wei Chow. Uh, my project was over uh, design and simulation of a lift mode crosswind kite power system. Uh, this In this presentation, I'll try to quickly go through all these, um, but I get into a little bit of the background and the theory um, of, as to why I'm doing the, I wanted to do the research that I did. Um, some of the pre-design analyses that I did, uh, the final design that I created, um, and the, some of the conclusions and future recommendations that I would make. All right, so for theory and background, um, this is mostly motivated by the limitations of uh, current wind turbines. Um, they basically, they're built on very strong, uh, heavy steel uh, towers. Uh, these towers are extremely expensive to manufacture, purchase, and transport and install. Um, and it also limits their height, um, which means that they have to operate within the atmospheric boundary layer. Um, basically, the atmospheric boundary layer, uh, very quickly, um, is the region of the atmosphere that um, is affected by effects uh, with interactions with the surface. Uh, that could be thermal effects, uh, it could be friction effects. Um, it makes just wind more, much more chaotic um, and unpredictable. Um, and above this, this layer, uh, wind is a lot steadier and more constant and reliable. Um, and as it happens, uh, the thickness of this layer is directly correlated to how flat the surface is. Um, and as it happens, Nebraska has a very flat surface relative to a lot of the earth. So, um, so in 1980, or yeah, in 1980, uh, this guy proposed using uh, kites as an alternative to a wind turbine as a way to convert wind into mechanical work. Um, and his initial calculations um, actually estimated roughly three to 20 times power output um, from an equivalent turbine. Um, and that range is it's a very large range, uh, but that's both basically accounting for um, really conservative design and optimistic opportunity. Um, some of the detail, uh, notable details of his paper, um, he proposed two different methods of, of um, using a kite to generate power. Uh, the first actually gener uh, mounts generators um, to the, the kite. It's called drag mode or, or fly gen. Uh, the second one uses the tension from the, the tether and the spinning of a spool uh, to actually generate the power. And that's called fly gen, or sorry, excuse me, ground gen um, or lift mode. Uh, he also uh, said showed that um, the peak power is around 30% um, generation. And uh, it also increases with the square of your list to drag ratio. Uh, so my project, um, I wanted to uh, basically determine the parameters. Um, I was getting into the science for the first time. Uh, there was a lot to learn. Um, I simulated some of the basic uh, building blocks of the system, um, designed a buildable model, and then actually tried to build and test the system. Um, as a bit of a spoiler, I did not make it to the fourth stage, unfortunately. Um, with COVID-19 and this being my senior year of college, I just did not have the time, um, but yes. So uh, some of the parameters for a ground gen system, um, the system basically has to cycle between two uh, alternating stages. One stage, you basically allow the kite to pull the tether out. Um, and the other um, stage, you're pulling the kite back in with the tether. Um, for net positive power, the tension in the cable needs to be greater than uh, when, it, when you're allowing the kite to pull it out, the tension needs to be greater than uh, when you're pulling it back in. Um, and you can do this by messing with the uh, kite's angle of attack and velocity ratio. Um, <clears throat> so in 
so I did a quick analysis on this. Uh, the biggest takeaway from all this um, is that you can control the, the velocity um, of the, the rotational system that is connected to the generator by um, controlling how fast you're damping the energy out of it. Um, that's represented by that constant B. Um, so you could use gearing or something like that to step up or step down how fast the, that shaft is rotating and dispersing energy from the system. Um, uh, also did a, a angle of attack analysis. Um, I this actually the aerodynamic analyses that I did um, took the longest um, <laughs> out of anything. Uh, I used XFOIL, which is an old uh, Fortran program, um, and I tied it into MATLAB um, to sort of calculate all these uh, the coefficients. Um, I use the, the NACA 4412 airfoil um, because it has a really good lift to drag ratio. Um, but basically, takeaway from this is that you want the, uh, during the power cycle, uh, you want it to be in the peak area. Um, and then when you're pulling it back in, you want it to be oriented in a way that this is as low as possible. Um, this is also I, sort of a sample. Um, I did a lot of simulations uh, just to determine the effect of a fin um, on the system so that I can make sure my control system, uh, control surfaces would work properly. Um, so generally, uh, what I was going for when I was modeling this system is I wanted to model it like the other kind of uh, uh, powerless flight system, um, a glider. Uh, so that means long, long uh, wings with a, a very thin profile or a short profile, excuse me, um, and a thin fuselage um, and just everything being as light as possible. Um, I also had to make a decision between a soft, soft shell kite versus a hard shell kite. A uh, soft shell kite would be something that's made out of fabric or plastic. Hard shell kite would have like a, a rigid rods or something like that that's holding it together. Um, so soft shell kites have, have a big advantage in terms of their lightness and their simple, simplicity. Um, so that you're going to be able to get a lot more power out of them um, technically, but they're also, because of their softness, um, it's hard to analyze and design. Uh, it's basically the opposite for hard shell kites. They're heavier, but they're easier to design and analyze. So that's what I went with. Um, this is my final SolidWorks model. Um, it's version four. I think I went through like five different iterations of all this. Uh, it took a while to come on this, but um, this is basically what it is. Uh, it it, it um, uses carbon fiber tubing uh, to provide a structure. And then that tubing uh, holds a bunch of uh, a 3D printed ribs, uh, which actually provide the shape to the wings. And then stretched over those ribs would be some sort of thin plastic, uh, which would actually create the surface. Um, and then of course, housed within this is all the uh, electronic parts that you need for controlling and, and monitoring the behavior of the kite. Um, Talking about the electronics, uh, this is the, the basically the simplest control system I could come up with. Uh, you have a six-doff sensor there uh, to basically track its position in space, its orientation. Um, you have an atmospheric sensor uh, to sort of track pressure and temperature. You can get density readings from that. Um, you have a radio transceiver or a micro SD card basically to store all the sensor information that you're getting. Um, obviously, a battery and your control board. Um, and then you have all the servos that handle um, and actuate the control surfaces. Uh, the conclusions I got from all this, um, I, I've kind of gone through this rather quickly, but uh, that you could control the velocity ratio of the, of the kite with respect to the wind uh, via how fast you damp the energy out of the rotational system that's hooked up to the generator. Um, you could 
likely accomplish uh, quite a lot uh, with a very cheap and simple kite design. Um, and empirical methods and experimentations are needed for the best analysis. Uh, you can't really analyze this kind of system without actually going out and doing testing. So for future study, the next step would be to actually build and test a simple system. Uh, you want to run tests to quantify the power output uh, ratio um, and actually uh, test your control system and make sure everything's working correctly. Um, you also it would be good to optimize the path that you take uh, on, on the the power stroke versus the reload stroke. And also, um, finally, the biggest thing actually really of, of all these bullet points uh, is to compare the output power of this kind of system to an equivalent turbine system, um, just to make sure that your cost per kilowatt hour ratio is uh, comparable or better. Um, and if so, uh, how, better, how much better? Um, yeah. So thank you for listening to me. And uh, I think I'm over time now.